Welcome to Gross Anatomy. Are we live, Lauren? We are live with Gross Anatomy Podcast, where we explore the sights, smells, and sounds of medicine and how it pertains to pop culture, meaning books, movies, TV, and the world around us. And I'm joined with the host, <laughs> Dr. Jason Cohen. Hey there. Who's wearing? Hey, who are you? And I'm Lauren Taylor. No and way. Dr. Cohen is wearing a, this isn't called a bouffant anymore. What is it called? It's your new thing? I'm going with the new look. It's the cap, the, the, the surgery cap. And uh, I don't know. What do you think, Lauren? I like it. Does it only come in that color? No. And then people get their own, um, you know, vanity ones. I'm never going to do that. The vanity one that uh, you'll never see me do that. Either they have like cute things on it or decorations wow. or this or that. Like a or, Halloween yeah. one. There might be Halloween ones since, since, is this our Halloween episode? Well, it can be. I just want to talk a little bit about Halloween, but I wanted to get into other things like um, season three of sex education. Have you been watching that? Are you a sex education viewer? I am. I didn't. We Originally watched it for a podcast that we talked about. So we talked about season one in an older podcast and I kind of liked it, but then I got hooked. And now since there's not a lot out to watch, I ended up watching season three and I thought it was pretty There's a lot out to watch. Well, for people more open-minded than me, yes, there's a lot out to watch. Right. So, so have you finished season three of, of sex education? I have, I just finished it. And, um, yeah. Wow, so you're ahead of me. Don't don't give me any okay, spoilers. Yeah. How much have you watched? We are up to the part where the teacher, I don't think I'm far along, maybe in the third episode, where the teacher now is making them all wear uniforms. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, unfortunately, I'm watching it slowly. What's funny is these days I watch what my kids tell me to watch. And they're they're watching quality stuff, although... I don't know. It's kind of weird that my 15 and 17 year old daughters are watching sex education and telling me to watch it. That's the only thing I think is weird about it for me is I actually my the main character I like is Jillian Anderson. What's her character name? I forgot. It's, um, Mom, I forgot. Oh, Jean. So she's a sex therapist. Jean. Right. She's my favorite character. And I just like want to watch her and like her boyfriend, like more than I want to watch teenagers. I feel like a little old to be into the teenager stuff. Really? She's your favorite character. Yeah, I really like her. I like her, but my favorite is Adam. Adam's great too. Yes. I'd say he would be my second favorite character. I love Adam. And I like Maeve too, but I, but I love Adam. Yeah, he's great. I love that he's an underdog and just misunderstood, but he's this sweet kid at heart. And, and I, my, my middle daughter has already told me that I'm going to love him even more as the season progresses. But I've always, I've always liked him and he's always been such a great character. And, you know, he's the, he's the jock mean bully guy who turns into this sweet romantic gay, or at least, or bisexual, um, just amazing kid. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, so I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I think I know one With a giant scene. penis. He has a giant <laughs> penis. Um, there's one scene in particular I know you'll like, but I'm not going to spoil it for you. Right. Yeah. No. And my daughter keeps telling me how I'm going to love him even more. I'm going to love him. And she really wants to tell me. But I'm like some people don't mind getting spoilers. But for me, I, I, I like my wife is like, yeah, I don't mind if you tell me how it ends. I'll still watch it for me. 
that takes away all the fun. I, I like, I like the whole fantasy of it all. Yeah. I don't like to know if I'm, if there's any chance I'm going to watch it. I agree. But it's such a, it's such a well done show, isn't it? Yes. And it really like explores territory that was never explored when I was a kid. I mean, you know, like gender identity, like not being gender neutral. There's people that were born female that are like, you know, taping their boobs because they're not comfortable and like stuff like that. Yeah. I think it really does a great job addressing, you know, it's, kids and teens and adults and just how there's no normal I think like everything is normal but everything is but everything's abnormal and that's okay that's what I love about it you know that mm-hmm. that you could be who you want and how you want and and I love how it you know s- same with the other show that I love Big Mouth although although I think this this doesn't even to some degree even a better job because it's it's not animated and it does deal with a lot of real stuff and I, I think it's a very valuable show for mature kids to watch. Yeah, this I liked. The other show I tried to get into is Pen15, but I only made it like three episodes. I'm not sure that that's like my thing. Like it's it's just too too cringy. And I also don't, I'm not nostalgic for like any years gone by or anything. So I don't really like thinking about high school or anything like that. Interestingly, you, you say about Pen15 because my daughter also likes that show and and I Felt the same way you're talking about with the first season, but the most recent season, I watched uh, with my kid the last couple of episodes, and I thought they were great. Okay, well, usually the first season is like the worst season, so maybe I should give it more of a chance. Yeah, and, and I you can maybe even skip to the last few episodes of the last of the most recent season, but I thought they were fantastic. Really? Okay. Yeah, I mean, it was nominated for like best comedy this year. So. Yeah, my you know my only concern about all of these shows is. And, and I guess the reality is, is, you know, I'm thinking back is sex is out there and it's happening. But my I mean, it makes me a little nervous because I have a 10th grader and a 12th grader daughters. I don't want them having sex yet, you know, yeah. and, and that's what makes me nervous a little bit. And I watch it with them. So but well, I guess I'm going to do it anyway. But I'm not so. spoiling anything, but they go on a they go on a field trip. You're definitely not going to want them to go on a field trip after watching this show. I'm sure. And that's the only thing that all of these shows worry me about. But I had a friend actually tell me that his son is like open about masturbation with them. And and he's like, he's like, and I cracked up, but I'm like, wow, that's amazing. You know, um, you know, also a teenage kid. So maybe it's good. You know, I grew up with Jewish guilt, you know, so you didn't, you know, sex was bad and, and masturbation was bad and everything was bad. And I don't I don't know. I, on the one hand, I think these shows are great and very helpful to kids. On the other, are they normalizing too much sex and drugs? But is it going to happen anyway? So maybe it's a good thing. That's the only thing I'm a little confused. Yeah, about. that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, they uh, the show is very adamant. Kids are going to have sex no matter what you tell them to. So use protection, which I think probably true. But yeah, it does. The way they show sex, like how much sex these kids are having, I'm not sure that it's the most healthy thing for kids that aren't having sex to see. Right. I, I think it. I think kids are going to feel like, oh, my God, I have to have sex right. as opposed to because I think there are plenty of kids who want to wait or want to wait till they find the perfect person or want to wait till they're married or which right. is OK, too. And I and I they don't have that character. They don't have that character in any of these shows. They did have it on The Bachelor. Remember, one of The Bachelors was a virgin. 
Um, I've never seen that show, but I believe you. Oh yeah, my kid, my eldest daughter is very into The Bachelor, so I remember that. But interestingly, I was talking to a patient today about sex education because the patient had mentioned to me Euphoria because we were talking about how excited we were for Dune and how excited Zendaya is going to be in Dune, and the patient mm-hmm. said. Wow, um, Euphoria was amazing with with uh, Zendaya, and I said, "Yeah, but like, but horribly depressing." And I said, "A nice version of that is Sex Education. You know, it, it's kind of the the happier, better version of of uh, Euphoria." Yeah, Euphoria. I couldn't even watch. I just knew that it was too much for me. So you you'd have to tell our audience about that. I don't know. Is it? Is it just one season? Euphoria. I I think I only watched the first season. There may there may be a second season. It's not some. It was just too hard to watch. You know, it's it's like do kids like overdose? Like, is that that there's type of drugs? Thing? There's bad sex. There's depression. I mean, it's just it's also like the show Thirteen Reasons Why. Um, mm. You know, when I when I watch a program, I, I don't have a ton of time. I, I want to be. I want to feel good afterwards. Right. I don't want to. I don't want to watch something and feel horrible. Um, and, and, and it's helpful and worthwhile to tell these stories, but I don't know. Right. Yeah. That's but I think sex, sex education, you know, it's definitely more of a fun watch. I completely agree. That's probably why I just like went through them so fast. It's a fun watch. And, and I think it has good, positive messages. Yeah, for sure. Um, but leading up to that, you're watching squid games which I still don't understand what that is. Please explain it to me. Is that also seems depressing, is it? Well, I, we're not done with it yet, you know, and it's kind of like um, torture porn a little bit, I think, um, or a little bit, you know, like that crazy movie Centipede, right? Have oh, you heard about God. that? Yeah, I could never watch that though. Yeah, but, but it's kind of like the Hunger Games also a little bit. It has kind of the Hunger Games um, kind of vibe, you know, these these people who are desperate and down and out and bankrupt um, get the opportunity to play children's games for a huge sum, like $38 million or something if they win, but losing means you die. (laughs) Okay. You get shot and killed. Wow. And, and it's, it's, you know, everybody's watching it. And my kids also same thing, everything we're watching lately is because my kids are watching it. So we're watching it. And part of why we're watching it, yeah, it's really cool and really interesting. The characters are good. But part of why we're watching it is we feel like we have to just get through it because because our everybody's talking about it and everybody's watching it. Mm-hmm. But it's worth watching. I mean, there's there's redeeming characters and stuff, but we'll see. And it's a Korean show, you know, with subtitles, although we're watching the dubbed version, which is... Are you? Um, so you can choose the dubbed version because that's, I think when I clicked the trailer... I was like, wait, is this all dubbed? I don't think I can watch it like this. Is it? Yeah, it's annoying. It's annoying. But we're too lazy to try. We're kind of technologically crippled. So we're trying to figure out how to, we're, we're, we have no clue. So we could probably undo the dub version, <laughs> but uh, we don't know how. So we're watching the Now dub. you're in it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah. And we're okay with that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, apparently that's what other countries do with um, a lot of our movies. You just get used to it, I guess. Yeah, but interestingly, my my middle daughter, who's really the one who introduced us to it, um, is like, oh, you can't watch. You got to watch just the subtitles. It's it's not as good. And 
But we're like, yeah, whatever. The interesting part is one of the characters in Squid Games, and I talked about it uh, in one of our Instagram posts, is a disgraced physician. And he's there. I don't, it seems like he's there harvesting organs of some of the newly dead people. But uh, we're not far enough along in the in the series to know exactly what he's doing. It's still kind of a bit of a mystery. And then the other thing he does at one point is he sutures up one of the contestants' legs uh, that got sliced. Um, so that's interesting to see the medical part. Uh, yeah, I heard. So it's show. South Korean. I heard uh, in North Korea, they're saying, see, South Korea is not so great. Look how look how they are over there. This is like the kind of culture they enable, um, which I thought was crazy because it's obviously a show. But I, I guess it's got some points about how society really is. Right. Or like. Yeah, it's very true for sure. Because at in the first episode, they say um, you're not allowed to leave. You're here. You volunteer to be here. And they said, well, what if we all decide we want to leave? So they. They take a vote and they decide the majority decided they want to leave. So they cancel it. But then sure enough, a huge majority of them sign back up to go after they're back on the outside world. And they realize, you know what, they're better off dying, which is nuts. Uh, wow. than, and trying to win this 38 million. It is spawning a lot of, um, you know, the, this is our Halloween or pre-Halloween episode. There's definitely going to be a lot of costumes uh, for sure related to Squid Games because everybody's in this green tracksuit. So I have a feeling everybody's going to there are going to be a lot of people dressed up for Halloween in the green tracksuit from Squid Games. I'm pretty sure of it. Oh, that's a good one. I can see that. Yeah, the colors just like in the trailer look amazing. But I was telling my friend that she kind of looks like the girl from uh, the Queen's Gambit. I was like, you've got to get one of those like bad red wigs. Remember, like she had that yeah. bad haircut and then like a blue trench coat, like and you're her. And I feel like that's going to be a popular one, too. Maybe, maybe. And then the guards in Squid Games are have these masks on. You can't see their face. And they have a, either an X or an O. No, they have a triangle, a circle or or a square. And that's kind of their rank in their in their uh, system. So I'm sure they're and they're in these black, scary outfits with guns. So I'm sure that's going to also be a big costume this year. Well, what? In fact, I, I already saw on TikTok like a dog in, <laughs> in one of those things. Well, what are you going to be this year? A doctor? <laughs> you know, I'm I'm I don't dress up for Halloween. It's not it's really not my thing. Remember our first Halloween episode um, that we did, Cinema's Scariest Creatures? Do you remember it? It was a popular yes. It was like where we talked about the origin stories of Dracula, Gilman, and like Frankenstein. We're going to reference it on social media for people to um, listen to that for like a Halloween episode. I but love it. We could also add to this one about some Halloween. Do you know, Dr. Cohen, where Halloween started, where it was invented? Where it came I thought from. it was in your backyard, wasn't it? <laughs> My backyard looks nice right now, so I'm offended. But no, 2,000 years ago, it started in an Irish, what they consider an Irish hell cave. The Celtics, apparently, they were pagans. And it kind of reminded me when I was reading about it, like of like Jon Snow. Like whenever winter was coming, they would like sacrifice animals and they would dress as ghouls because they thought like they didn't want any like the spirits to know who they were. 
So they would like, and they would light fires to like prevent them from coming. So that's kind of where it comes from. Um, and the Irish immigrants in the 1800s brought it over here and it happened on October 31st. Somehow, I still can't figure out how it turned into, I guess it's kind of like Christmas. I can't understand how it turned into like candy and candy giving, but that's just like the birth of Jesus. I don't know how it ended up being present giving. Who knows? And it's a pagan. It's kind of a pagan holiday. Yeah, it's a pagan it? holiday, which is crazy because I remember in school, some girl wasn't allowed to celebrate because she said it was like part of devil worshiping. And I thought she, you know, I was just like, mm, she's her parents are probably just weird. But really, that is where it comes from. So in this cave, it was um, it was called the Cave of the Cats, too. That's what it was nicknamed. So like all these cats and ghouls and stuff come from 2000 years ago in the Irish hell caves. Wow. Who knew? I could also tell you about the movie Scream. Do you know where that originated from? You mean the original movie Scream? Scream. So the writer, Kevin Williamson, do you know where he came up with that idea? That's the spoof of all the horror movies, right? Scream? Oh, you don't know Scream? It's Nev Campbell stars in it. She's Yeah. And they have yeah. ghost it's the, face. It's the horror movie, but it's like a spoof. It's like a comedic horror movie. So it does. Yeah. So in the first one, he does make fun of, you know, like horror movies or this guy knows all about horror movies. Right. right. And why you should never say I'll be back or like I'll be right back. Right. Exactly. You know, I think I either saw part or all of Scream. Did you see it? We both you and I both don't like scary movies. Yeah, but Scream, I think it can handle. I I think I saw most of them. They're coming out with the fifth one. And for some reason, you would think it would come out on Halloween. It's coming out January 14th. 25 That's, years after the first one, which is crazy. oh wow, interesting. Yeah, Neve Campbell, and who is the voice? Did I like, say it, Neve? Is it Neve? Neve, I think, right? Okay, then I, I'm probably it would make no. sense. I've been saying it wrong all this time. No, or maybe I'm wrong. And then isn't Fisher Stevens the the voice of the ghost? Oh, uh, really? of the I don't know. Ghost face. I think I it know. is. Yeah. So what? So what's the origin of that? Uh, the new one, apparently it's like um, Courtney Cox is in it too. I don't know what their role is, but apparently. Like David Arquette and Courtney Cox were both in the original. Right. I don't know if he's in it or not. He probably is. But you were about to tell me the origin of Scream. Oh, the origin of Scream is from a Gainesville killer that really in 1990 killed five college students, like brutally raped them, killed them. Um, and yeah just caused terror and like craziness all around this college town so that's kind of like what he did but he put it in like woodsboro high school for first and like the second one was in the college town interesting but it was based on this guy who eventually got caught so he's he's dead oh so it's a real life story i that i didn't know yeah it's a real life killer and he wanted to be like ted bundy he wanted to be caught i guess he wanted to be well he he just wanted to be known so maybe Mm. i shouldn't even say his name are there are there any doctors or surgeons who were also other than the guy from um, the podcast, the Wondery podcast? Uh, what was the podcast we that became a show with Dr. Alec Death. Baldwin? What? Dr. Death. Dr. Death. Are there any other doctors who became killers? There's the lawyer who became the killer. Well, the law student, that's who you just mentioned, Ted Bundy. But what about doctors? I'm trying to think. Dr. Frankenstein? No, not really. Dr. Kevorkian, but that right. one could argue. Right. Interesting. But he claimed that he was helping people. 
which I think he was, but I don't know. I don't know the whole story. Who else? I'm sure there are. I need to look it up. Yeah. Or doctors like who went mad, you know, Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yeah. But he was a scientist, not a, not a MD doctor. I don't think. I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah. So this week we had a fun in the office today. Mariano, who does, is helping with our social media, has been hanging around while I see patients. And today we did some real good gross anatomy, good pre-Halloween gross anatomy. We had to drain a yucky, disgusting abscess and pus pocket over someone's chest area. And so Mariano was filming uh, with the permission of the patient. And it was a lot of yucky, stinky, cheese-like stinky pus that kind of looked like cottage cheese and curdled milk and smelled yucky like bad cheese, basically. And what else? Like, I guess he was masked. He was okay filming all of this. He had to, he had to step out. He nearly passed out, which was always, it's always exciting for me when that happens. So I was going to be impressed if he didn't, I I would have left. Yeah, He had to step out and he was even having trouble, like looking at the video and, editing it for, for only fans and stuff like that. Wow. That's yeah. nice that the patient gave you permission to see what the reality is. I mean, people that want to do this in real life need to know. Yeah. The interesting thing is the patient, we didn't, we're not, we're not really putting the patient, but the patient was like, yeah, you could put my face. I don't care. You could, wow. but, but I said, no, you know, I, I, that's not necessary. Yeah. I wouldn't be that kind of patient at all. I'm always confused too, by like, the plastic surgeon seemed like their patients are always in their photos, like with their rear ends, like, you know, like the Botox, like whatever, whatever they yeah, or their boobs or their, yeah. or their nose jobs. Yeah. And, and I don't know, maybe they, they make some deal with the plastic surgeon, you know, you give me a discount and I'll do. That's you know, what I those think. They're like, expensive. look at all this cellulite. Now look at it. Cause I've filled it with crap. Like, right. uh, wow. How I wouldn't want that on there. Although if you're getting it for free, if, other than going on social media, maybe you might, or a discount or something. Maybe. I can never figure out how they're able to get some of their patients to do it. Yeah, especially sometimes models and and in, you know and Instagram influencers and things like that. But it, it helps get them insta-famous, I guess. It does. Well, now that I never thought of this, and I wish I did, but there are apparently, it's called the dark side of medicine, five doctors who became serial killers. So that we might have to do that as a separate podcast because I had no idea. Yeah, that sounds pretty. How did good. you know that? You just figured that there were. Is there? Yeah. A, is do you know the dark side of being a doctor that I don't know about? I'm pretty dark, so yeah, I'm, pretty, <laughs> I'm, I'm very dark. Yeah. No, you're not. Yeah, you watch you. shows with your family. Nice shows about Squid Games. About <laughs> sex and drugs <laughs> yeah. with my family. Yeah. I I don't know if I'm a bad parent doing that stuff. I I. Certainly, like I can I never like, imagine. Wow. No, I feel like you're not. Tenth and twelfth grade. I feel like that's actually nice that you're sitting down with your daughters, that they're paying attention to you. Yeah, I still remember watching um, Last Tango in Paris with my father. Did you ever Ooh, see that movie? That would be uncomfortable. Yeah, <laughs> very uncomfortable. Uh, and I think I was even a little bit. I, I was probably an older high schooler, possibly even a college student, watching that movie with Marlon Brando. The scene where he tells the girl to get the butter. Remember that yeah. scene? Yeah. Hmm. Very, very interesting scene. 
Um, I even, so I watched like some episodes of Game of Thrones with my dad and some of that was very uncomfortable for me because you know how graphic they get with the sexual content. Very true. Thanks for joining us at Gross Anatomy, everybody. Thanks for joining us. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening to Gross Anatomy and be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you can check out more episodes on the evolving sights, smells, and sounds of medicine. Gross Anatomy is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition.